OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to another Pre-OT Secrets episode. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm very excited about every episode, but this one is really special too, because we have <laughs> the one and only Dr. Bree in the house, Rihanna Miller is an occupational therapist, uh, but what makes her super unique is just that she is actually doing occupational therapy abroad and has been in many different countries. And if you're not checking out her Instagram stories and how uh, she is doing all of these different things to uh, raise um, awareness about CP and autism and all of these really, really cool things, you really need to check that out because you'll get to see how she is um, basically doing that in a different country. And so I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, hand it over to her. Dr. Bree, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you nowadays? What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, hey, everyone. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, uh, Jess. So currently... I am in Botswana, which is in the southern part of Africa, and right above South Africa, next to Namibia, Zambia, Zimbabwe. Yes, so I am in Botswana, and yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Sometimes I have my days, but I'm doing okay. And yeah, so I don't know where to start. So I'm like, <laughs> you might have to ask me questions because this journey has been like, Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. so <laughs> yes, I am occupational therapist. I went to University of Illinois at Chicago for my master's and then University of Texas Medical Branch for in Galveston, Texas for my uh, doctorate. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like the general background. I'm born and raised and I'm from Chicago and Southside to be exact. And yeah, I went to university in Missouri and it's been a beautiful journey of education and experiences and to where I am now. I hope that's answering that intro question. Super, super cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into occupational Like what drew you into this profession? So I, I think when you ask the question, I immediately reflect, reflect on my, my personal statement that you write for like, OT. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but for me, it was multiple occurrences. I will say that the church I attended as a child, there was another child that had a traumatic brain injury And my mom told me, like, I instantly kind of like latched to this girl. Her name is Nia and Nia in Swahili means purpose. And so I immediately attached to Nia 
And she had like a G tube and all of the machines while sitting in church. And I'm just like that one kid next to Nia, like, what's this? And what does this do? And <laughs> and like, you know, her, her mom was like, I need to change her feeding tube and different. I'm like, well, I can help. I can help. So <laughs> they told me that Nia would not survive past the age of five. And at the time she was about two to three. And now Nia is 27. She's May 27, right. Imagine. So through that time, I never left Nia's side. And she is like my little sister. I'm the I'm the only oh child, but gosh. she's like my little sister who I've seen go through so much. And she was actually getting service at the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago. And her mom would bring me to therapy with her. And sometimes she would have to stay there for weeks because she had like fluid. I think one time she had fluid on her brain. So they had to like suction the fluid off like mucus because she wasn't able to cough up her slim like we can. So she was in the hospital for a while. And that is when she got OT. And that was kind of my first introduction to OT. And I always wanted to be a doctor, like, or, or <laughs> honestly, I've always wanted to either be a doctor or like Broadway somewhere, no lie. Like, <laughs> but, like a musical, just be like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was really into musical theater too as a kid. And it's just so funny because I'm already seeing some connections and we have like already like, I, like you're making me think about my childhood too in a way. Because yes, I remember yes. that when I was a child, there was, you know, obviously we had the ESC kids that were completely mm-hmm. separate, on, you know, side of the elementary school. And I was really yeah. young. Okay. And yeah, um, but those kids always got my attention in the sense of like, oh my gosh, like who are they? And how can mm-hmm. I interact with them? And um, yes. I remember that I intentionally too they offered an ASL class to the, the elementary kids. And I took oh. it. And I was just like, I okay. want to do that. I, I like, you know, I want to learn how I can communicate with them and just learn yeah. different signs. And so I took some of those classes and um, I'm never going to forget what my mom like said to me one day because she thought that it was like, she's like, you're special. Like, like, you know what I mean? And this one, like, Aww, like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. She's like, there's something about you because fair, there was a, there's a local youth fair here. And I saw one of the, mm-hmm. the, the kids that from, from my school that's in the ESC uh, program. And so I immediately ran up to the kid and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like signing and where did you learn that? And what? Like, you know, it just caught her attention. So like, I'm saying all that because there's patterns in our lives, just like in Dr. life, you know, that you should as students and people, I think, be aware of that can lead you to where you are supposed to be, your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Your purpose. Yeah. So I totally agree. I feel like even like if you think about our classmates from our different schools and different things like that, we all have a similar like backstory or some type of that kind of led us to OT or something out of the blue. It's like, oh, yeah, this career, no matter where they started in their journey. So, yeah, so that's I was introduced to OT through Nia. And then in 2012 in college, there was like I went to like a, a it was a rural, small rural town. And they have like a center for individuals with disabilities. And of course, Brianna goes there and teaches music classes and dance classes, (laughs) cooking classes. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) then I was offered the opportunity to come back to Botswana, Africa in 2012 for an exchange program. 
And then during that time is when I saw the need for disability awareness and disability acceptance here on the continent of, of I won't say the continent of Africa because each country is different, but specifically is in Botswana. That's when mm-hmm. I saw the need for Yeah, so I interacted with kids with disabilities here in Botswana, and then I kind of left after that experience and went back to college and was like, uh, I don't think I want to be a doctor anymore. I think I should do this. Like, (laughs) so, and I can still add my Broadway musical self within, within, (laughs) within OT. (laughs) Of course. There's, you can take so many different ways like I that's what I love about it and I was also very into I love musicals I was a theater kid myself and so uh, all all about the shows but anyway so I would love to know what countries are um have have you been in because it it seems at least to me like you know like from what I did see it seems like it's not only Botswana but that you've been to other as well to treatment yeah so I got here in 2019, the end of 2019, and then COVID happened. So after it kind of like started, kind of, I won't say dying down, but like just kind of like calming down is when, but during COVID is when I started to make all these connections. And I feel like social media was like such a big thing. And like we were all, we all kind of went to social media to kind of like connect and collaborate with each other and like, see what each other was doing. And so through that, I was able to get connections with other countries. So not only did Botswana like start using my services more and start recognizing occupational therapy and start also recognizing the need, but I've worked in, okay, let me, I'm trying to track it. Okay. So Botswana was the start. And then I got the opportunity to go to Kenya and then on my way to Kenya, I stopped in Tanzania and my grandma is a Lutheran pastor. So she connected me with like some other Lutheran that were doing work in Tanzania as well. So Tanzania to Kenya. And then after Kenya, I did, I came back to Botswana. And then after that, it was Sierra Leone, Ghana, back to Kenya. And so in Kenya is probably where a lot of the like, um, a lot of work comes from because I work with the NGO, uh, like a 5013C that has schools with mostly orphans uh, okay. and some of them have disabilities within the school. So, uh, of course, South Africa. So like Johannesburg, Cape Town, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Namibia. And I should I should know this by heart. I just <laughs> uh, you're a travel bug. That's <laughs> you're, so, you're a you're a travel bug. Yeah, that's so cool. But you know what's crazy? It's like out of all of these experiences in different places, each country is different. Each like, yeah. uh, uh, sometimes I'm mind blown at like the differences in each country. So yeah, very very cool. So I am going to one more question, and then if you want to learn more, you're definitely going to want to. Part two, because we are going to have Dr. Bree back and we are going to be learning more about her as an international OT. So what has going abroad taught you about yourself? Ooh, ooh girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
That's a deep question. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think I have grown so much as an OT on an international level. I feel like as an OT, we all have this somewhat of like this hustle mentality. Like, you know, we are finding out information for our patients. We're advocating, we're educating, you know, we're constantly in this, this role of just like, okay, here we go. Here we go. You know, for the people we serve. And so doing that on an international level is totally different than how we do it at home. And I have days where I have to kind of like reset because the things I see and the things I've experienced are sometimes, I don't want to say draining, but sometimes draining because you pour so much. And then it's, it's, I also have to ask myself, how am I getting poured into? Who's pouring into me? Oh, yeah. And being that's, being that's here, like without family, being here without like OT support, everybody's virtual, everybody, I'm, you know, everybody that, I'm, mm-hmm. that have a, a close, close, close knit to that's my family and friends are all in the States. So sometimes I really have to like reset and kind of like pour into myself so that I can continue to pour into the people that I serve, no matter what country I am. And then most people say, oh, Brie, you're always smiling. You're all, and I'm like, I have to be turned on to be able to advocate, to be able to educate, to be able to go in spaces, confident in knowing what I'm talking about to be able to speak with government officials, to be able to speak with parents. And so (laughs) in a society where sometimes disability is not accepted and it may be not accepted due to cultural norms, it may not be accepted due to a parent denial or, you know, different things. It's not as broadcast as it is in the States. There's not many laws or structures for individuals with disabilities. So I'm constantly pouring out. And I think what I've learned is like, no matter what, where I am, even if I come back to the States, I'm going to continue to advocate for the people I serve, but understanding that I also have to pour into me as an OT. So doing things like this, talking to you, connecting with other OTs on social media, or whatever, or collaborating always pours into me to know that I have a support system. So, yeah. And girl, <laughs> listen, we are obviously, you know, in a virtual space right now, but listen, I just want you to know that I will be, I understand the importance of getting poured into. And then sometimes you just need someone to talk and so guys like seriously this is why community is so important it's why you know i and i want you to know that my open to to you dr Bree, and uh you know so i'm here to tour in any way that obviously is within my my means and feasible mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but that's the importance of you know, we, we need to support each other. And I think, too, especially as a, a therapist of, of color and, uh, you know, just really show to what is possible within our field and just to, yeah, encourage one mm-hmm. another, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes really the, <laughs> all you really just even need is to be heard, <laughs> you know, Most definitely at the, at the very at the very least. So mm-hmm. and, and, you know what that can and and that even applies to the patients that we we see and we can get so much information on how we can actually bring about change and how we can support uh uh, other therapists even like Mm -hmm. you know like you know like if you're what it it is a little bit more like to be an ot on an international level and what the struggles are and it can bring to light some of 
those OTs too, you know? So yeah, uh, thank you for just uh, bringing that up. So guys, as you can see, this is a really, really, uh, really fun and awesome interview, but we are going to have her back. And so you're going to want to tune into that one and I will see you guys later. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.